Today's show is brought to you by the new middle grade novel, The Terrible Two Get Worse, the hilarious sequel to The Terrible Two, which spent over 10 weeks on the New York Times bestseller list. Hello and welcome to Spawn, a common sense and hopefully fun discussion on parenting and parenting culture. Hey, I'm Kristen Chase. I'm Liz Gumpener, and we are the co-founders of CoolMomPics.com. On today's episode of Spawned, Flying with, with Children. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> how to survive and how to survive the other passengers. <laughs> this should be good. Yeah, this is awesome. And then, of course, we'll end our show with our cool picks of the week. But first, if you're looking for us, we are everywhere. Yes. You can find us on Twitter at CoolMomPics. Always a good place to go for your news sources. You can find us on our site, coolmompics.com, on Facebook at coolmompics, Pinterest, Instagram, even Snapchat. <laughs> we're, we're down with the cool kids. <laughs> and, you, of course, you can still use email. People are still doing that in 2016. It's spawned at coolmompics.com. So this is a great topic because, well, especially with spring here. Yeah, finally, spring break. Everyone's traveling. I know. And you are my hero because (laughs) you are the first woman I ever knew, single mom of four kids that traveled alone across country with all four of her kids. Alone. Alone. To Colorado. They need, like, medals for that. Seriously. Like, someone in Etsy needs, maybe we should just make it. We need to make some felt metal that's, like, traveled alone with four kids. It's yeah, like your well, mom and, merit badge. And, and honestly, it doesn't even matter. Like four kids, yes, possibly one kid, heroic. One really one difficult kid. one. Well, yeah, one difficult kid <laughs> equals four fairly easy children. And I find a lot of parents, like especially new parents, are really terrified to fly with their kids the first time. They're so scared of, I don't know, that the kid will cry, that it'll be embarrassing, that they'll kick the other passengers, they'll annoy them, they won't sleep. They're going to be the next news story where a crazy child escorted off plane. And it's like, you know, it's just another milestone. Like, do it the first time. And mm, I would say most parents feel like it's not that big a deal, even though some of us have horror stories from time to time, you know. We do. I still get nervous about it, though. I don't know. With your five-year-old? I do. Well, even with all of them. It's just, you never know what you're going to get. They're kids, right? And they're in an enclosed space. So I hopefully today we're going to make, are we going to make people feel better? <laughs> I hope so. So hopefully we can help you learn how to better survive your next plane trip with kids or maybe your first plane trip. Yeah. Now I have flown a lot. My ex is a pilot. So actually my kids tend to do better on a plane than they do in a car on a road trip. Really? Yeah. They were just so used to doing it. And it's not necessarily me always being by myself with them, but they are very used to the whole security line packing like because also right. we used to fly standby so right. they're also very used to like <laughs> getting there running. six hours yeah. early <laughs> yes or running through the airport always having a carry-on you know knowing well now they don't have to take off their shoes but at one point in time they had to take off mm-hmm. their shoes so I think my kids are pretty versed in it well plus they know that during the trip they can actually get up to pee without having to make you pull over the entire vehicle because <laughs> god if planes had to do that we'd never get anywhere there are benefits and I did fly a lot with babies and that's not my favorite thing so, I mean, I think we should just say overall, you know, and hey, if we have non-parents listening, I think all parents have some level of anxiety related to flying with their kids. Did you have like a worst moment when you flew with your kids? Do you have anything oh, that stands out in your mind? I do, actually. I, I do. And I think that it like changed. <laughs> the next time I flew, I actually had food poisoning, but I thought I had anxiety from my previous flight because it was so bad. You confused the anxiety with food poisoning. Yes, That's I did. That's pretty serious anxiety. <laughs> I know. I'm but sorry, it wasn't. Kristen. No, it was actually food poisoning. It wasn't anxiety, but I thought it was. Wow. Yeah. I'm because sorry. I had to sit in a middle seat on a flight from Atlanta to Salt Lake City 
and you know that how far that flight is it's like a solid five hours with my baby on my lap wow and it wasn't the teeny babies because you know the teeny babies aren't the worst it's like the eight months to like 18 month age where I think I want to squirm around and put everything in my mouth including the hair of the lady in front of me I want to stand up (laughs) I want to sit down I want to shake my legs I want to move around and I after that flight I remember just getting off the plane I survived it I don't know how I did I was still nursing it was awful and I just was like I never want to do that again I mean, and I didn't even have my other kids with me. My ex had flown with an advance with the three other kids. I just yeah. had one baby, and I was like, I hate this. It's oh, awful. Oh, God. Yeah, it was just awful. I never had an experience that was horrible, horrible. My first daughter was a pretty good traveler, and at, when she was first born, I had a client in Orlando. So I was flying back and forth between New York and Orlando a lot. And so I would take her there or to my office, which was actually based in L.A. We did that a few times. So she became a pretty good traveler. That's a long flight for a yeah. little one. So if they get used to that. Yeah, she was good. She slept well. And then... And let me just say, for every parent is like, I'm awesome. My kids are awesome. They sleep. They're great. They're the best travelers. I'm the best parent. <laughs> Have a second kid because that'll smack that right out of your mouth. When I had number two, she was the kid that like had to get up and push up and kick on everything. Ugh. and couldn't. She was the same way in my belly. I remember she was always kicking me. And she's the same way on the plane. It was like a <laughs> second womb for her. Well, they kind of are when you think about it. You're stuck there. You can't move. And there was definitely a time that she was just kicking, kicking, kicking. I actually got this like amazing device. I I need to look up and see if they Wait, still is it have a it. Straight jacket? No, it, it kind of is. It's a five point harness that actually attaches over the seat and straps your kids in, so they're in the car seat and they're less likely Ugh, to like. It sounds like a nightmare to me. Did did it no, no, work no. for her? Yes, it's like oh, how see. it's like driving around with kids in the car. Yeah. So it was it was pretty good, but she could still kick. She could still kick the seat in front of her. And I just remember saying to the guys in front of me, they were so nice. And I was like, Thanks. So we were in the middle of like a big wide body plane. And I said, Listen, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm doing everything I can. She's kicking a little bit. And let me buy you guys some drinks. And they were so nice. They go, you're the one who needs the drinks. Let us buy you drinks. So we Ooh. bought each other drinks. Oh, that's perfect. See? That's that's awesome. I they think... were really cool about it. And I was so grateful because I admit it, I was the single no child bitch on the plane in my earlier days. I, I would sit down. I traveled a lot for business. And when you travel for business, you just want to like get on, get off and not deal with anybody else. You just want to like put in your headphones and work. And somebody would sit down near me with a kid, and I'd be like, oh, the big eye roll. Like, I've had that before. I, seriously, I was like that. I admit it. It was horrible. And and I repent. <laughs> Please oh. forgive me, parents of the 90s, for I have You know, sinned. it makes you much more compassionate. It really does. Because I didn't travel as much for work when mm-hmm. before I had kids. I traveled a lot as a kid myself. But I think... Just traveling with children <laughs> makes you so <laughs> grateful and thankful, and because it's just really hard. It doesn't matter. And easy kids, hard kids, right? It, yes, absolutely. Like I, I remember. I think one of the toughest things I ever had was an overnight flight to um, Spain. Yeah, I know. I haven't done those with yeah. kids, so I'm curious. Like, so how did they that were four go? and six, and they were good. Now my rule with red eyes, even if I'm traveling alone, get on the plane, put the eye mask on, go to sleep. Like, do not pass go. Do not collect free cocktails. <laughs> do not watch <laughs> anything on the screen at all, especially with the kids. Just go to sleep. If it's like an L.A. to New York flight, if you're lucky, you'll get five hours. And if it's flying to Europe, you have to sleep right away. Or when you wake up and it's like 
two in the morning our time and you know eight or nine yeah, in the morning say there. Yeah, they jet lag. Either you have to sleep the whole time, you have, you have to, to stay awake the whole time. You can't and so do either or. I gave my kids um, Zarbies, makes a natural melatonin based sleep drink, and it totally worked. My kids and they don't really sleep on planes. They were out. Um, now, unfortunately, there happened to be a woman across from us with a baby, and you knew from the second you got on that uh. baby was going to be a problem. <laughs> <laughs> he was like all like action, and he was energetic and awesome and adorable and looking at every person on the plane and waving and entertaining until like three hours later when you're like, sit in your seat, sit in your seat. And it wasn't that she wasn't trying to to help, but my, you know, my kids were sleeping. It was waking them up. He screamed and cried the entire overnight flight. And I just... I did everything I could. Every time I caught the woman's eye, I just would kind of give her that little sympathetic smile. It like, helps I'm a sorry. lot. It really does. Everybody to get those. was glaring at her and Ugh, screaming. Sure. They were complaining to the flight attendants, and the flight attendants were like, "What can we do?" Yeah. And the awful I'm thing so was, sure. this woman Come was on. doing everything she could. She wasn't just like letting her kid run around willy nilly. He was probably a year old, and she, oh god, I felt so bad. I just remember the transformation. It was like you know when you see presidents <laughs> at the beginning, and then when they leave office, it was like that. Like she got on this beautifully coiffed, perfectly dressed italian oh god by the end by the end her hair was like all over the place her makeup was down her face she had circles in her eyes she just looked so miserable and i felt so awful for her and um that really that was probably the worst i ever experienced and i realized like oh i've changed that's when i realized i changed was that i was sympathetic to her instead of wanting to kill her and i have to say (laughs) there were moments that i was like if you wake up my kids i'll kill you but honestly they pretty much slept through it mostly they slept the whole time and they made it and survived in Spain. And we took little naps in the afternoon on the first day when we got there. And they ended up staying up till one in the morning dancing to a street festival with me with <laughs> Katy Perry blaring. <laughs> so it was actually a great first night. See? All right. You survived. Other people can survive. So, so let's just go through some of our tips and share, you know, what we've done, what's worked for us. Yeah. I want to know what's in your travel bag because you do this a lot. I do. I do. Actually, so I make all my kids get, pack their own backpacks. That's one thing that I do. So yeah. I am not responsible for all the things what for all the children. What age do you think parents can start that? I think you can do it even when they're toddlers. Yeah. Absolutely. They can pack their own stuff. You know, one time my daughter packed a music box. <laughs> I was <laughs> going to say, kind of what do you end up with? You end up with some really weird things, but it, it also kind of takes the, the onus off off you and it puts it on them. And I think that's good. A little Jessica Leahy throwback to the gift of failure. Yeah. Put it on them. You know, of course, I'm prepared as well. Um, I make sure I have lots of snacks and I make sure I have lots of little surprises and things for them to do. Like one big thing my kids love, tape. My children love like tape. Scotch tape? Scotch tape, duct tape, not used for like mouths or anything <laughs> as much as you might want to. It's not a second seatbelt. <laughs> it is not a second seatbelt. What do they use tape for? They just like stick it on stuff and roll it around in their hands. They make crafts with it. It's amazing. Just give a kid tape. That's give a awesome. kid tape and they'll, they can rule the world. <laughs> and TSA approved. <laughs> um, you know, uh, one thing my friend Tina does that I love this mm-hmm. idea, and she does it more with car trips than I think with plane rides, but you can get those like little tackle boxes. You ever seen those craft boxes with tons of little compartments? Yeah. You can fill them with like all kinds of little fun things, whether it's like treats or candy or like fun cereal or like little Don't prizes. Don't those end up all over the place though? Like I'm always scared to pack little things because knowing my daughter, she will open the top and everything will fly out all over the 
cabin and that will be the end of that. No, it depends on your kid, I think. It, uh, I, yeah, maybe maybe Sage. Yeah, Not so she's much. a flinger. <laughs> <laughs> but I do find like bringing surprises. So that element of surprise is really helpful. You know, yeah. don't 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 as they say, blow your load <laughs> while you're taxiing. Don't shoot the wand. <laughs> yeah, so so okay, yeah, I think that's good. Like I usually find if it's Mad Libs or like some little you yeah, know, antibacterial book. wipes. My children love to clean. That occupies them greatly. Because here's the thing, Liz. I don't know if people know this. Oh God. My ex is a, my ex was a pilot. It's the taxiing that's the worst, right? Because once you're up in the air, you have access to Wi-Fi. You have access to TVs. You can get up and move around. But when you're taxiing, you have no electronics and you're stuck mm. in your seat. So that is the time to bring out everything. Well, you can bring electronics. You can. Like, but during- I always say flying is not the time to be sanctimonious about screens. No, no, no. <laughs> Who because are those it's people? Not, well, <laughs> it's not just like you're uh, – look, I'm not saying everybody has to be on screens all the time. I'm going to have somebody in Portland, like, yell at me. <laughs> what? Nobody has to be – I don't know. I have friends in Portland who are like, ah, screens, the end of the world as we know it. Well, look, I don't know. My thing is, and I think you were going to say this, is that you, it, you're you not just alone, right? Like you're surrounded by lots of other people. Yeah. And I think in that situation, you need to do your best to try to keep your kids as happy and occupied as possible. And for me, it's a free for all, meaning that I am fine. You've got video games. you got your iPad. you got your iPhone. It's like vacation mode. You can like... play one in each hand. I don't care. <laughs> well, I find actually, you know, I got my kids the kids' Kindles for the holidays this year. Oh, and awesome. it's fantastic for that, too. Like, if you don't want your kids playing games, you want them reading. There's something about the gamification of reading through a Kindle that they really love. And you can just download the books, and then your yeah, kids have stuff to do, too. Yeah, and you're not loading up on books, which I like to have. Also, it's, you know, good for, like, bedtime stories, too. I like having books when I go away. Plus, we have tons of links on Cool Mom Tech to our favorite educational apps for kids of all ages, whether it's math, science, foreign languages. So we can link that up. But you can load your tablets up with amazing apps and you know maybe the kids will learn something in the process and what about you what's in your travel bag Liz oh god you know I'm really into little toys and games and stuff for them to do so my youngest daughter she loves anything that's like paper doll ish yeah so my so, kids love those too like, like Usborne books yeah the, the stickers. yeah yeah with the stickers the dolly dress up things mm-hmm. like those are really great and now they have slightly less like I don't know, gender-specific ones. It's not all, like, ballerinas. Like, now they have, you know, women go to work or whatever. And they have, (laughs) you know, you know me. I'm always like, that would be a boring one, though. No, it's not. It's awesome. Are you kidding? There's, like, astronauts. And so she likes that stuff, like the the sticker dress-up books. But they also have ones with repositional stickers, kind of like color forms. So she loves those. And they also have magnetic versions, you know, which are great for travel. So any little magnetic travel kits are great, whether it's, like, a checker or chess set or paper doll type things they they have like a superhero one that's really oh, cool that's awesome yeah and so basically you open the tin and then you can stick like superman up to the tin almost like that's the uh background and then you can put different outfits on him yes and they're magnetic yeah so you're not give hopefully... him wonder woman's glasses see what happens <laughs> go crazy kids my whole thing is how often am i going to have to bend down or ask my seatmate to grab <laughs> stuff off the floor <laughs> also what does well with my kids is like any kind of activity books you know depending on their age whether it's a coloring book book or you know mazes or those yes and no books like they're still around with the like invisible ink oh I love those yeah that was a special treat for us when we traveled my parents would get those for us it definitely is and look you don't have to spend a lot of money either it can be a matter of sticking crayons in a baggie and bringing a bunch of sheets 
of paper, too. Um, like you said, it can be tape. So I think it's whatever will occupy your kids. But I know there are some things that I really like because they're not disposable. Like, you know, honestly, the thing about the paper dolls is you fill up the book and then you're done. But if you get something like a boogie board, which is kind of like a wipe-off LCD screen, my kids just make up their own games with it. Oh, you could even play like tic-tac-toe. You, there's, there's all kinds of stuff you can play with those. And I have gotten so desperate at times, Liz, <laughs> that yeah. I can do some amazing things with those magazines in the seat pocket in front of you. Really? Yeah. Oh, Departures? We do, yeah. We do all kinds of crazy things. Like, we'll be like, find the animals, you know, like in the Sky Mall magazine. You're so smart. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm like, I have nothing left. I have exhausted all the lollipops. <laughs> and the crossword puzzle was filled in by the passenger before me. Damn him. So, yeah. oh, that's cool. Yeah, so yeah. basically, like, be creative as a parent and yeah. use the stuff that's around you. Yep, absolutely. Origami out of the cocktail <laughs> napkins. <laughs> absolutely. And, you know, I always say, like, don't waste space with like a ton of stuff. I think parents are surprised that their kids can stay occupied with something longer than they'd expect. Um, first of all, there's always the screens too. Like make sure you bring your own headphones, by the way, because um, like there's such good noise limiting headphones, volume limiting headphones for kids that we write up all the time on Cool Mom Tech. The little ones that they give you on the airplane, they don't fit kids' ears. No. They fall out. It's yeah. like a nightmare. It's more problems than it's worth. So bring your own headphones. But also just I would say, like, don't bring too much stuff. Like, I try to limit it. Like, you can take one stuffed animal. Or you could, you know, instead of taking books, we'll put stuff on the Kindle. Because, you know, I know you're saying, like, kids should pack their own stuff and not be, you know, if they're too weighed down, then it's their problem and they've learned a lesson. But I also know that then I'm the one who ends up carrying all of it. (laughs) (laughs) So you don't need, like, a million things. Like, don't, don't underestimate your kids' abilities to entertain themselves. Unless they're, like, you know toddlers if they're 18 months old they probably will need a lot of things and that's where snacks comes in yeah absolutely snacks snacks and more snacks what kinds of snacks do you like to bring Oh, God, snacks. All right, so, you know, They're expensive I, in the airport. They like, are really expensive. expensive. A pack of gum's like $6 or something ridiculous. Yes, but that that pack of gum could be the difference. <laughs> <laughs> so get it before you come to the airport. But, yeah, you know, I like dry snacks because the wet snacks are a little scary. But you know what? Then, you know, it's like then we have no protein. So, I, you know you know what I like are those squeezy container things, like apple sauces and all that kind of stuff. Oh, yeah. you know, Like, like Ella's like, Kitchen. Yeah, yeah, go-go squeeze, all those. I do definitely bring those um and we've actually featured a lot of travel snacks that you can make if you want to save some money you can make your own and bring them along i think that's a smart yeah, idea yeah stacy our food editor she did a really good post about like great recipes for things like muffins homemade granola bars your own trail mix actually she had ideas like peanut butter packets those like justin's peanut yeah, butter packets are smart. awesome with like cut up celery or corn on the cob now what? i don't know that i would do that but she actually like pre-mix corn on the cob for toddlers and like packs it in a little Ziploc, and then they have something to eat on the plane. Oh, my God. That's the messiest thing I've ever thought of. Uh, ever. There are parents that do that. <laughs> Maybe if your kid only eats corn on the cob and you have a really picky eater, that's the thing that keeps him. Or, I guess that's the thing is, like, know your own kid, right? Yeah, I guess. But then after they eat it, I guess they could clean it up. Because my kids <laughs> love to do a little to clean up. All right. So one thing that I do that I think is very smart, if I might pat myself on the back, yeah. is that I give my kids a pep talk before we travel. Oh. Now, granted, this is not going to work with your six-month-old. Is this like <laughs> in the car on the way to the airport? This isn't. It, yes, so absolutely. So your stuff is packed. You've got everything you need. Your Kindle's downloaded. You've got some movies on the tablets. Yep. And then the yeah. pep talk. Yep, we do. And I think especially if you don't travel on a plane a lot, 
this is really important. And I do it even before we go to a restaurant. I do it anywhere where we're going to be in a public place where other people are involved, even when we go shopping at a grocery store. And I talk to them about how we act, you know, the choices that we need to make. If we need something, what do we do? We need to remember that there's someone sitting in front of us. I think that's a tough one for kids is always the front seat. Kicking the seat is Adults always a don't really know that. hard one. Okay, you guys, listeners, how many times <laughs> have you been sleeping in a plane when the person behind you grabs the back of your chair and uses it with all the force of a million men to stand up. <laughs> you know what my favorite one was? And I was sitting in first class with this one. Yeah. Because the person behind me had taken her shoes and socks off and put her foot right in the middle on my armrest. Like stretched it out across your armrest? Yeah, it was sitting right here. Like if I was looking down to the right, I would see Ew. her gigantic foot. I have to say I am a foot putter upper. I'm the person who puts my foot up or puts my knees up in front of the seat in front of me. I can never have my feet on the ground very long. You know that. Like when I'm working on my laptop, my feet are up. So I do that a little bit. But I do not have my smelly feet. Actually, once I flew next to a woman who took her um, shoes and socks off completely and her feet were so disgusting that I took a picture of it and put it on my blog. Oh, I took a picture of this woman's foot too. I was like, get out of here. This is ridiculous. And you know what's funny is that I would much rather have had a baby, even a crying baby behind me than her gigantic foot. That is funny. But anyway, but it's I, good to teach yes. kids like etiquette. Like, hey, there's a teaching lesson right there, right? Yeah, absolutely. Do and I think your foot. Oh, and other people see it like this because you see how gross it is. But I think it's, you know, important to, to understand that kids just don't know. I mean, a lot of times they don't understand. They don't right. know. They're sitting in a space. They don't understand that you can't get up. So I even talk to them. Like, during the time when the plane is not in the air, and bef- you know, while we're moving, we have to stay in our seats. That's the rules, et cetera, et cetera. You know, there's so. also, that reminds me, because there's a lot of stuff that kids probably don't know also in terms of how the um, protocols work on the plane. Like, you better go pee now, because when she starts coming down the aisle with that cart, yep. you're not going anywhere. No, you're. <laughs> Or not. Um, what about kids and ear problems? Because that's a big one. I don't know how your kids' ears are, but my there's always one or two of them that have like the problem on the de- on the descent. Well, when my kids were super little, when they were babies, honestly, nursing on a plane, number one best advice I ever got. Like nurse on the way up, nurse on the way down, because it you know the sucking unclogs their ears, and I don't care. Who out there (laughs) is angry that I've got my boob under some kind of nursing shawl and my baby's breastfeeding? You'd probably rather have that than a screaming kid with an ear infection, right? Oh, I don't know. Boobs are very offensive to me. I'm very offended by boobs. Beware the nipple. (laughs) And by boobs, I'm talking about men and women who are on the plane, like farting and like stinky. (laughs) That's what I mean by boobs. Your boobs, not offensive. But also gum can work. Yeah. Um, I bring lollipops. Yeah. Anything anything to suck or chew on. Yeah. In fact, my kids, they were slow to the gum thing like we're I'm not I don't like gum I'm not a gum chewer I know and I don't so think I've them, ever seen you chew gum since I've known you no ever. I feel like I look like a cow <laughs> I just I don't like it I, I sound like my dad when did that happen dad I'm you I became you. <laughs> I'm going to start bringing my own maple syrup to restaurants soon. <laughs> so, um, yeah, but that was the one special time. Like, you talked about special treats and surprises. It was like, surprise, gum. And my two-year-old would be like, ah, gum. Yeah, yeah. It was like the most exciting thing ever. So, yeah, gum works very well. What else? What's another good uh, idea? Be nice to the crew. Oh, yes. Yes. Be nice to the crew. So, you know, look, that's for some flight crews out there, it's not going to make a huge difference. For whatever reason. But I would say most of the time, if you're extra nice, you're 
extra thankful, <laughs> say a couple of extra pleases. It really does go a long way. We're you know we're watching Malcolm in the Middle at home. We're oh, like really? binging it. Oh, yeah, that's funny. Also good um, parenting lessons in there about what not to do. <laughs> but there was a really funny scene where they're trying to get into a casino to see their dad, and the guard won't let them in. And Malcolm says, you're just doing this because you hate kids. And he goes, no, that's just a convenient side benefit. <laughs> <laughs> and so, yeah, not everybody in the crew is going to be, like, thrilled about your kids. But I agree. I've seen parents just, like, walk on super entitled with their, like, smashing into everybody with their car seats and, you know, making demands. And that's probably not going to get you far in life, <laughs> let alone when you've got a crying baby. Yeah. So, so yeah, being really nice, I think you'll find most crew is pretty sympathetic. Yeah, be appreciative. And you, you know, you might find that they'll bring you like a little bit of water before everybody else or they'll get your drinks first. I mean, it, yeah. you, you can really get a lot of benefits yeah. by just being nice. Yeah, I remember having to you can't pay them get... off. <laughs> or maybe you can. You could. I don't know. I've never tried that. But um, no, I remember even like ordering snacks and I was like, juggling two kids and I was going crazy and the flight attendant's like you know what I'm not going to charge you just take it just take it I was like wow thank you it was so nice and it was just because you know she saw a mom in desperate need of snacks for herself so yeah you're right there's some really great flight flight crews out there who will definitely be your pals on the trip now I do think it's important to be sensitive to the people around you but like come on with the giving out of the goodie bags what have you all heard about this this is really interesting this is like a thing people are doing now they get on a plane with like pre-printed cards that say I apologize in advance for my child or they give out like like, candy and stuff like really I'd rather like just say to the People, you know, if your kids are not behaving, hey, I'm so sorry, as opposed to like setting them up for a promise. (laughs) Just so you know, you're going to have the next four hours of your life be among the most miserable you've ever had. Here's a Jolly Rancher. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I don't know. People have said that it was like very delightful and that the people around them appreciated. There are way worse things on planes than children, and those people aren't giving me goodie bags. Oh, like junk guys from Vegas. Yes. yes. How did you know? Well, they, they have actually <laughs> intruded on my flights far more than any children's ever have. So, yeah. yeah. Um, but I don't know. You know what? If that feels like the right thing for you to do, maybe on Southern flights. People are nicer there than flying to JFK. Maybe if you've got like a nice flight from Atlanta to Fort Worth, like giving out goodie bags I think, you know, go sometimes well. just connecting with the person, like humanize yourself a little bit. Well, I told you I bought those guys drinks in front of me. The drunk guys already? No, no, the nice guys that CH was kicking them when she was a baby, and I bought them a drink, and then they bought me a drink back. It was awesome. That's nice. So sometimes just, I think, just an apology or an acknowledgement. Most people are pretty nice. I'd like to go into it assuming that my kid will do their best and assuming that the people around me will be nice, and then if I'm proven otherwise, I'll deal with it. Now, what do you think about bribing your kids? So, like, saying, if you are really good on this flight, you will get XXX or whatever. Huh. I, I don't know. I think kids... I know what you're going to say. My children are just so good. I never have that's to do that. Exactly. <laughs> no, I was going to say my kids are such like not delayed gratification people yeah. that I don't know that that ever has really worked much for them. Like if they're like, you can have the one cookie in front of you or the six scoop banana split when we land, they'll take the one cookie. <laughs> so for me, it's not that my kids are so well behaved. It's that they're like, you know, not... They, they don't see like the long game. 
Yeah. To yours? Um, you know what? I only had to do it one time, and I don't like to consider it bribing. I like to consider it it was the offer of a reward for positive behavior. And it was when we were on our way home from Colorado, and we actually had to all sit apart, if you can imagine this. Oh, and so, that's a special circumstance. Yeah, and my son was really nervous. Like, he was, you could see him visibly oh. getting upset because he wasn't going to be sitting with me. How old was me. he? He was seven. Yeah. They were young. So they put my seven and my five-year-old together alone in two seats. I'm and so I sorry was going, for the people around I them. was like, no, but they were so great. And they didn't even have technology. Because I said, when we get home, we will stop at Target and you can get whatever toy you want. And they're like, any toy? And I'm like, any toy. Well, that's a good example <laughs> of a special circumstance where, like, you do what you got to do. I think that goes back to the whole idea of screens and treats and gum. But I was amazed. Do what you got to do because there's other people on the plane, too. There are. So that was the only time. That's but- really smart. Yeah, I could see if, like, if you have two kids that fight a lot, if you can keep them from fighting or whatever it is. Like, I, yeah, I think there are circumstances where bribes work. I'm not above a bribe. Well, and guess what? If all else fails, you've got a really good story for Facebook. (laughs) (laughs) Did you hear the story about the toddler that had a tantrum for seven hours in a row? (laughs) That video got 10 million hits. That was me. (laughs) (laughs) It's all just a reality show world and we're all just living in it. (laughs) Well, listen, if you guys are up and taking a trip for a spring break or summer vacation, you've got questions for us or you want to share your own tips that maybe we didn't hit on, we'd love to hear from you. Yeah, in fact, we will make sure that if you go to coolmompics.com and click on the podcast tab, we will have all these great links for you that list some of our favorite travel games, activities, tips, foods you can make, ways to save money, lots of help there. Or you can find us and ask us questions on your social media channel of choice. Yeah, we're Cool Mom Picks, that's P-I-C-K-S, everywhere, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, or just drop us an email, spawned at coolmompicks.com. We'll be back with our Cool Picks of the Week right after this. All right, so speaking of books on planes. Yes, we actually have one to recommend for you. The Terrible Two Get Worse. We are so glad to welcome them back as a sponsor to Spawned because what an amazing series. It spent 10 weeks on the bestseller list. So this is the hilarious sequel to The Terrible Two, Mm -hmm. and it's published by Amulet Books. And it's perfect for fans of Diary of a Wimpy Kid, middle grade series, you know, that um, my kids are totally knee deep in it. They love it. It's definitely the kind of book that you can get and then pass around between all your kids even if they're different ages and I love that again saving space in the carry-on bag yeah and we've got both of these in my house because the author Mac Barnett was at my son's school I know he's a super fan now so anyway, this book specifically is all about pranksters and they're the two kids, Miles and Niles, are a pranking duo, which I think kids will love. And I also really like that it teaches them how to work together with grown-ups to solve problems. So it's not just about pranking. There's a good message in the end. So pick up The Terrible Two, Get Worse, published by Amulet Books. All right, it's time for... Cool Picks of the Week! Cool Picks of the Week! And we're theming it again, Liz, with these cool picks. And I kind of like are. it. I like I it. I guess we kind of are. Yeah, why not? I just noticed that. Okay, so you go first. I all like right. yours. So I know we gave tips about like what to pack for kids, and it's mm-hmm. all about the kids, and everything's about the kids. Well, what about us, Liz? What about us? And that is why I am picking the carry-on cocktail kit. Ah! <laughs> what about us? The answer is booze. The answer is booze. <laughs> now, I have to say that as of late, my children have been old enough where I could if I wanted to, but I don't have a cocktail or a glass of wine on the plane, but I love this so much. It's a, Actually, it's a TSA 
approved, right? It I mean, is. It's it is. Carry-on cocktail kit. So whether you like old-fashioned, you like gin and tonics, you like a Moscow mule. You it's get everything but the booze. Yeah, everything but the booze and a little tiny tin. <laughs> it's really clever. And uh, yeah, and they're funny and it's like a cute gift too. So maybe even if you know somebody who's traveling with kids for the first time, that might be a hilarious way and to say And it won't take bon up a lot of room. So you don't have to worry about ditching any of your rattles and games. It'll fit just fine. You could even put it in your own little pocket. That's really funny. Where can people find those? W and P Design. And we'll link it up on our podcast page. All right, Liz, what's yours? Oh, well, I get, you know, it's funny. I didn't think of this as a travel pick because I use it all the time, but I think it is. My pick, the best ever dry shampoo. Yeah, but first of all, let's just say, like, dry shampoo, like, alone is a parent's lifesaver. I don't know how Only parents live without it. This one. Only I'm this one? Not really? Kidding. Okay, now let me tell you. I'm someone, I have like thick, crazy hair. Like, remember Magenta from Rocky Horror? <laughs> like, that's me without a blowout. <laughs> so, I, you know, I can go without washing my hair for mm, a week, a little less. And um, the secret dry shampoo. Which and one, though? People, well, I've tried a zillion of them. I know. And you the have. best one yes. is Chloran, K L O R A N E, French company. Super cool. You can find it now at, well, in New York, places like Ricky's, but you can get it online. I think you can get it at Sephora. Um, We'll link up some different places to buy it. But it's a shampoo, dry shampoo with oat milk, and it's a non-aerosol. They have one that's a spray. Yeah, I don't love that one But you actually get more for your money. It's like in this cool little container where you kind of squeeze it, and it goes and it just kind of like puffs Yeah, and out. it's like powder. I mean, yeah. it's the consistency of powder. You put it on. Where do you put it? Tell me where you put well, it Well, I just head. kind of like spray it all over and then in my scalp. And then okay. I let it sit for maybe 30 seconds. And then I just kind of like use my fingers and zhuzh my scalp. Okay. And sometimes if it's been, you know, five days, <laughs> I'll flip my hair over and do it like on the underside. Yeah. But it absolutely takes away like all the shine and any grease. It yep. absorbs it. And it doesn't leave you looking like you have powder in your hair. And I've tried really expensive ones. I've tried brands from various blowout bars that make their own. I've tried, like, designer ones. They all suck, you guys. So if you (laughs) have tried dry shampoo and you're like, nope, not for me, I'm not kidding. I must have 10 thank yous from various people in my email box where I recommended the Chloran dry shampoo, and they're like, oh, my God, it's changing my life. I mean, I actually have a dry shampoo routine. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I go for I can go for like seven to eight days without washing my hair, but like around day five, I actually kind of take my hair in sections and I'll like do the little poof of the powder, ah. and then I rub it in, and then if I'm at my house, which I guess where would else should you be doing? When I'm, if I'm on the street, <laughs> <laughs> if I'm sitting in a coffee shop, <laughs> grooming, if I'm on an airplane, no, and then I actually use a blow dryer. To kind of help it, like, kind of blend in a little bit. And I swear it gives me another solid, like, two to three days. That's good to know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we have really different hair. Once I hit about seven days, my trick, ponytail and hat. (laughs) (laughs) What am I wearing today? A ponytail. So, anyway, it's made by Chloron. It's about $20. It lasts me forever and ever and ever. It's fantastic. It saves me a lot of money on shampoo and blow dries. And actually, you're right. You can travel with it um, because it's not a liquid. So you can even pack it in your carry-on. It's a great, great, great pick. This is one of my favorite things of all time. All right. Well, thanks for joining us for another episode of Spawn. This was fun. We need to go somewhere together and just put all of our tips to the test. I have a good tip. Just can we go and not travel with our kids? (laughs) (laughs) That'll be another episode. Huge thanks to our producer, Kristen Meinzer, and to Laura Mayer and Andy Bowers at Panoply. And hey, make sure you subscribe to Spawn in iTunes or Stitcher. Download the episode so you can hear it wherever you are, even on a plane. And if you want to reach us, 
Find us all over social media at Cool Mom Picks, and you can use the hashtag Spawned Show. Thanks for listening to Spawned. This is Kristen. And this is Liz. Have a great day. Bye. Bye.